This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Pac's What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I do want to talk about the defense because I think there's a lot to be said there. I thought they were getting really nice pressure on golf in the first half and then Lions made adjustments and that Lions offensive line kind of came back to their like full strength in the second half and they weren't really able to do anything again not trying to dig too deep in the off season but I just kind of think about if Rashawn Gary had been in this game how how different the season would be if Rashawn Gary never got hurt but like the pressure that he brings like is such a difference maker and you're not seeing it from Kenny you're not seeing it from Preston you're not seeing it from the rest of those guys and it just changes everything completely and the secondary was fine but they're still playing soft coverage and they're still you know they didn't make any plays on the ball in this game and like so far plays on the ball have been the only way that they've like really kept themselves alive and the Joe Barry formula it showed itself to me and I think if there's one thing that I'm going to take out of this game is that I really now hope like the Joe Barry saga is over yeah I mean it it's like you know the 49ers game last season in the divisional round it was like okay his defense is finally coming on like they put some stuff together and it felt like it was enough to get him over the hump and get him this season and you know the last couple weeks you're like hey the the turnovers are back and they're playing you know Jair's shadowing Justin Jefferson like they're making these adjustments that we want to see I I don't need to see a, a third season I don't I'm so not- as we're recording this I just got a uh, update about this from Rob Domovsky. Quote, Joe Barry will be back as Packers defensive coordinator. (laughs) That's what I anticipate. Yes, Matt LaFleur said. I don't really anticipate a whole lot if any staff changes. Okay. Well. See, this is where I have a hard time. This is where I have a really hard time with Matt because he talks about 
fine tooth comb and self scout and how can you look at this game and not want to make sweeping this season even sweeping broad changes that's so frustrating to me yeah and I I understand you know I think one of the the hardest parts about the Aaron Rodgers era will be of course and you know it's really hard to win a Super Bowl we say this every single season you know there's only one team happy at the end of the year there's 31 teams that are upset and would trade places with the Super Bowl winner regardless it sucks that Aaron Rodgers could retire with one Super Bowl especially knowing how close this Packers team has been repeatedly you know I was complaining to Mark a couple days ago about how I think if the Packers have fans in the stands at Lambeau the Buccaneers game is different Packers in the Super Bowl whatever you know you can't go back and rewrite history but it's it's like you said it's it's just exhausting now to have Matt LaFleur back which again I'm glad he's going to be back I don't I didn't want the Packers to get away from him after one season sub 500 but there's no changes you know there's a couple pieces maybe you're going to change on both sides of the ball but if your coordinator's back it's you you said it I think in every episode for the first like six games of the season and it was the definition of insanity and that's what this Packers team is and it feels like the Packers are unable to get themselves over the hump And it's the definition of insanity because we've revisited this for the last like five seasons, even before Matt LaFleur at the tail end of Mike McCarthy's career, the Packers have just been the definition of insanity and just repeating these same mistakes over and over again. And now the window I think is shutting to the point that even if they did make some sweeping changes, I don't think they can reopen this window. No, no, Um, no, it shut on us Sunday night in prime time. Like, I hope this team's embarrassed. I, I really hope they are. I hope that they look at themselves and do, like, a real self-scout at what went wrong. Because this game was so winnable. So, so, so winnable. And they just, like, let every opportunity pass them by. Every red zone trick that didn't turn into a touchdown. Every bad decision that they made, whether it was losing the football or bad tackling or bonehead decisions or a Jerron Reed arm to the head or like whatever it was like they made so many poor decisions that like this loss is fully on them the Lions didn't beat them out the water the Lions were out there having fun and the Packers still found a way to lose and I think like to your point this is a repeated offense now that has to be looked at critically and so the idea that this energy and this I don't even know what it is keeps repeating stems from the coaches and so if you're not going to make any changes with the coaches then you need to be making changes with the way you coach I don't know if it's necessarily on the players a hundred percent because they have good players and they have good playmakers they obviously need more but you can't look at this season and say "Eh, I'm not going to make any changes because that's ridiculous. They're under 500 for the first time in what? Oh, of course. Like, I mean, of era, but like in seasons that Aaron Rodgers has been a starter since his rookie, his first year, like I can't the remember. McCarthy firing. The McCarthy firing. Yeah. Like I, I, it's, there needs to be a critical look. And I think the tough part is, you know, even before, Joe Barry, we heard about Kenny Clark and Zedarius Smith and Preston Smith, you know, going to talk to Mike Patton and saying, like, this is what we want to do as a defense. We've heard Jair 
this season talk about you know the style of defense the, that he wants to play with Joe Barry and there gets to be a point and you know player-led team or not you know wh- whatever that means to you obviously you don't want the players to entirely dictate that's what a coaching staff is for they're there to coach but your players shouldn't have to go advocate that hard and I think that's that's where this this stuff kind of fizzles out it's probably really hard to be Jair and some of these guys thinking about next season when you're returning and you're in these massive contracts and you've got a roster that you're really proud of and a group that's really tight knit and you're going to run the same thing. Like it's got to be hard to get up and get the energy up and want to go play football for somebody that, you know, I, I don't want to say doesn't have their best interests, but when you're just so against, you know, the scheme and you know, how things are run, it, it's like Zadarius Smith after the 49ers game when he said that they didn't want to feel that way ever again on the plane. And then it happened the next two seasons. Like there's something happening where they can say the right thing and feel the right way. And then it just doesn't translate in the big moments. And I I don't think it's a coaching thing or a player thing or a front office thing. I think it's everything. Yeah, I completely agree. There's something in also some of the players post-game pressers that's just left me feeling like, maybe some of these guys were like checked out already and that the last month was fun. But like, for me, like listening to Ellen Lazard, I was like, you aren't even faking that you want to come back next season. Like they just seem out. And so again, I think it's a culture like the Green Bay Packers have always had a winning mindset culture. And I think these really demoralizing losses the last couple of years, while yes, they're, in games that very few teams in the NFL even make, I think it makes it even almost worse and they become like more, I don't know, self-conscious and like aware of the fact that they keep losing in these big moments that it like almost psychs them out. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, it's my speculation of it where it's just, like I said, so demoralizing to make it so close, so close, so close year after year after year and not be able to get over that hump. Like I'm not, um, I don't have a mindset of a player, but I know if it was me, I'd be like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is wrong with me? And that's not the mindset you want to have in a locker room. You have to have belief. And I think it was fun for the last month when there was like, there were stakes, obviously, like they knew they were still mathematically in it. And then all of a sudden there's real stakes and they fold and it's, it's the pattern. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the loss has become the identity. And yes. I think it's tough, too, because by keeping this window propped open, they've made like a real gray area for the team. Like the team's in a very transitional spot. And mm-hmm. Rodgers had talked about, you know, he lumped guys like Mason Crosby, who's up there, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb. Um, he even said David Bakhtiari is somebody like, you don't know what the future holds for a lot of these guys. And I'm not saying I think that, you know, some of these players made the wrong choice coming back, but by not making some of these really tough decisions that the front office and the coaching staff and, you know, these players have made by holding it's, it feels like this team was like held together with like scotch tape. Yes. And now it's, it's falling apart and you're going to hand the reins to Jordan love or a different quarterback, whatever that is. And you're going to start like a really tough stretch now when I think, you know, you could have saved yourself a little bit and the just the way that a lot of these players are going to fizzle out is so upsetting because you're, 
you're taking it away from the young guys and the transition is just going to be like this really foggy like it's going to be harder for LaFleur I think is what I'm trying to say I agree it's gonna be harder for on everyone I think when they finally make the decision to have that transition if it's not clear cut it's not I think going to go as well. Um, and it's obviously harder to stomach to do a rip the bandaid off type of thing, but we have many moons to discuss this. Lucky so us. lucky us. I know it's sucks that the season is already over. I already miss football um, and I will watch the playoffs, but it'll be different without the Packers and them. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, final thoughts on the final game. I think my final thoughts are just that I want some time to process everything. And, you know, I, I don't, I hate that we have to even say this on, on the podcast, but all of these criticisms and the talk about the front office and the way like Aaron Rodgers has played, like I'm so grateful for this era of Packers football and for Aaron Rodgers. And I wouldn't have traded any of it. You know, yes, it would be nice to have like a second Super Bowl, but it, it tugs at your heartstrings when you see Rogers and Cobb walk off the field together at Lambeau because you don't know what the future holds. And, you know, if that was their last game, it's a shitty way for it to end, but that's how it ended. And Rogers had said, like, not everybody gets this, the fairy tale ending. You know, sometimes you just, your career is over and that's, that's what happens. You don't always get like the, the movie, the cinema, um, the theatrical ending. So I guess just, you know, appreciating the season for what it was it was very different but also looking forward or trying to be optimistic about what this team can look like in the future even though it's a little bit harder to be optimistic when we find out news uh, in the middle of the show about a lot of the coaching staff yeah the same yeah I agree um there's always gratitude I think I always watch every season with gratitude it's kind of how I felt the last couple of seasons just feeling like every season might be Aaron Rodgers's last and again, we're going to have all off season to go through this because I have, I think, probably lots of thoughts and feelings about what I'd like this team to do that may not be what every, every other Packers fan wants. So stay tuned. But I think <laughs> there's still a lot of good to take out of this season, I think. And so I'm going to focus on that as our end of show because, A, I think – besides the very stupid, immature thing that Quay Walker did in this game, putting that aside and, of course, not excusing it by any means, but this 2022 draft class looks like a hit, right? I think that there's a lot of young talent to be really excited about moving forward, and I think if they do have a changing of the guard, so to speak, there is somewhat of a foundation to build off of that, right, with the two young receivers with some of the young offensive linemen, hopefully David Bakhtiari stays with especially the defense, this young defense core. I thought Devontae Wyatt played a great game. So I think just looking at that is really positive. And this team was able to bounce back. I know that this game 
sucked. And like this game was not the example of them being able to overcome adversity, but the signs the last month of them being able to make a turnaround should be a good one for people like us who have been talking about that as like Matt LaFleur's kryptonite. So I just hope that there are changes because I think change is good. And Andy Herman always says this, and I think it's the perfect just like way to describe the NFL. If you're not making strides forward, if you're staying stagnant, you're actually getting worse Mm -hmm. because everyone around you in the NFL changes and gets better. And I think the Packers need to really, really just make some of those changes this offseason. Yep especially with the Lions being as good as they looked, the Vikings obviously winning the North and the Bears having the first overall pick, but we will talk about all of those things and more for the off season because we, you know, unfortunately have the off season starting a little sooner than we would like, but that is all the time that we have for today's show. Thank you as always for listening. It wasn't the type of season that we wanted, but we appreciate you continuously listening to the podcast, downloading the episodes and interacting with us on social media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. We'll be back Thursday with, as Perry called it, our, you know, I don't know, our, our shout out to the end of the season, our recap. Um, and then, yeah, we have a lot of off season to talk about all the changes that, you know, we should be seeing at 1265. So as always, again, thank you for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 